Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Oh my God. Sean. <laughs> yes, Sean. Yes. Oh my God. This is a different entrance to our podcast today. Welcome it is. Everybody. It is. I'm oh chuckling. my gosh. I, I hope you are because that train is inflation station. Hey, everybody. It's Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavel. And today is January 14th, 2022. And welcome to our hot commodity podcast series. I'm joined by Sean Bingham, our director of risk management, and he is here to talk about inflation. Hi, Sean. Uh, hey, Michael, another in our series of the inflation station. Yeah, inflation station. We're back. We got to keep that intro because I, I feel like we're being run over by inflation <laughs> right now. We are. And, we are. And that was very apropos uh, beginning. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Good job. Thank you. That is a train. That was a train. <laughs> it's yes. coming to town <laughs> and the inflation station is here Yeah, and it's staying. So Sean, um, we're going to get right into it because I'll end with your football forecast <laughs> picks. <laughs> okay. But you know, our listeners out there, Hey, inflation is a, at a 40 year high. 1982 is the last time we saw this, something like that. I was nine years old. So now you know how old I am. Sean was six. Um, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> you know, consumers are out there at the uh, grocery stores going, oh my gosh, our food manufacturers out there are saying, gosh, how do I keep up with the increasing ingredients in energy? Even our beet farmers out there, I tell you, beet farmers out there, I know chemicals up, way up 15%, labor double, fertilizers. Oh my gosh, we just did an analysis, Sean, you saw it on fertilizers. I know. I did it. What did we say? Like 200% up or some dang thing? Uh, well, I'm I'm hearing input fertilizer for uh, corn in particular, which was I was looking up, up about 50% year over year. So, Jesus. Yeah. Tractors cost more. And energy. Way up. Gas. Everything. Everything is higher, Mike. Oh, my gosh. So I thought today we would talk a little bit about your thoughts on uh, what's going on and what is to come. As we all know, the fun, uh, fed, fud, fun, fed, fud, you say it. That's easy for you to say. I know. <laughs> the fed, the, the overnight fed funds rate, Mike, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Tongue twister. Funny you bring that up because that's exactly, exactly, you read my mind, what I wanted to talk about today. Good. I'm, I'm glad because last time we did our podcast on this, you were on with Kevin and you were talking about uh, the 90s and uh, mm -hmm. what is the Fed going to do and that rate is so low and mm -hmm. our dollar is starting off weaker and consumers are worried, food manufacturers are worried and um, ingredient suppliers farmers, everybody is like, when is the inflation going to stop? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'd love to get your perspective and then we'll wrap that into what we think commodity prices might do and we'll uh, let people enjoy their uh, weekend. Yeah, you bet. Go for it. So let's start with, uh, let's start with, uh, sadly, I was a sophomore in high school in June of 1982 when <laughs> we saw CPI. You didn't have high. to say that. I know. I figured I would. I'm old and I know it. Somebody called me a dinosaur the other day on on one of our you, emails. I thought you guys are extinct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, let's go. Let's yeah, really. We got into a big discussion about that too. Let's okay. let's just let's just look about. Let's talk about the numbers this week for those okay. that uh, the, for those that uh, uh, live under a rock or were busy doing other things. Uh, CPI, yeah, uh, all all items CPI seven percent, uh, almost Jesus. a forty year high. That's that June nineteen eighty two date yep. you were just referencing. Yep, uh, core rate uh, five and a half. So big okay. big numbers now. The market was expecting this. As a matter of fact, the market was expecting, I believe, 7.1% uh, on CPI. So a, a bad, bad number uh, could have been worse uh, based on what the analyst said. The next day, we got a 9.7% PPI, uh, the largest since that data series began, but it only began back in 2020. So the CPI is without a doubt the longer of the uh, data sets going back to, I've got data back to 1958. It may go back further than that, but I don't think so. And the core rate, uh, the core rate was a little scary too, 8.3% core PPI uh, rate. So some big, big, big numbers in inflation. And what I wanted to do today was kind of put those numbers in perspective. Okay. Because the Federal Reserve is now pretty much 100%, 90, 90, but you could, depending on how you want to measure it, somewhere between 75 and 90% probability of raising 25 basis points at the March meeting. Okay. uh, In the middle of March. So I would frankly lean, my own personal calculation is the top end of that at at a 90% chance. So we are sitting at uh, 0% to 0.25% overnight Fed funds. And that's the rate that the Fed has the levers on. That's right. what they control. And that's, they, you know, they meet, uh, they meet, was it six times a year, eight, eight times a year? And, uh, and discuss what to do with that, with that interest rate based on okay. what the market's doing. They've got this dual mandate of uh, price stability and uh, not full employment, but but high employment. So, sitting at somewhere in the you know, it's been trading trading around eight basis points, point zero eight percent. So that's that's our starting point. Now, if we go back and we look at where the heck are my notes? Uh, if we look at where where CPI is right now, seven percent. Yep. Okay, and we go and say, okay, if we correlate the overnight Fed funds rate to the CPI from 1958 forward, what we get is a pretty uh, pretty decent correlation of prices that basically suggests that at a 7% CPI, we should have a funds rate around 8%, 8. 8.3. Yeah. So that's how far the Fed funds are from where they probably should be given where inflation is. Now, I've heard them talk about a, a goal of 2%. Is that, is that kind of what well, they're thinking? Or? The, 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 Fed is, the Fed is always looking for a, their, their long-term goal is a rate of inflation around 2%. Some inflation is good. We don't. We really don't want a zero percent inflation rate. We don't want a situ- situation where we look like Japan, right. where 
everyone saves everything and spends nothing. So some inflation is always a good thing. It really just it really just depends on, you know, GDP and things like that. So a little bit of inflation is good, but I mean, let, let's let's think about what this 7% CPI number really means. I mean, mm. let's, let's put it in in broader perspective. I'll get back to my correlation numbers. If you got a 3% raise last year, gone. Yeah. Gone. You don't even have it. You lost money. You got a 6% raise. You got nothing. So, unfortunately, high inflation affects the, you know, the 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 poorest among us the worst. And for folks that were already struggling, th- this is a this is really bad news. And uh, you know, even if you got what you felt like was a, a, a pretty darn good raise. Inflation has really wiped that out. Mm. Uh, so this is something the Fed understands they have to control. They need to control. And, and hopefully we're going, we're going to get to that point. So let's look at, and I just said that if you run those correlations, we probably should be a lot closer to about an 8% overnight funds rate. So let's go check our math. What was the funds rate in June of 1982? when CPI was 7.1%. I'm going to let you guess, Mike, because it's just more fun that way. What would you guess the funds rate was in June of 1982? 7.5. 7.5? You're a little more than halfway there. 14.15%. I just said 14.15%. Well, then you got it right. (laughs) 14. 15%. Jeez. That's what the funds, that's what the Fed had to, as a matter of fact, the Fed had raised the funds rate up to just over 19% to, to kill the inflation of the late 70s and 80s. So moral of the story here, don't let inflation get out of the bag. And when it's out of the bag, it's a problem because you can go back to, you know, 1976, uh, that area, even when inflation was high, running around five or six percent, we had about an equal Fed funds rate at the time, which is about what you want. You kind of like for the funds target to be pretty darn close to what inflation is. But inflation was getting was getting out of control and it ran up to, uh, you know, ran up to the high 14s. And the Fed had to really, really, this was probably Volcker, maybe, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Probably Paul Volcker that had to put the hammer down uh, on inflation to get it to get it under control. So what we're, as much as people probably don't want high interest rates, because the Fed is probably going to have to trigger some kind of a hopefully short recession to to really get this under control. And so what the market's going to be watching for are terms like Fed is behind the curve or Fed's got it under control. Those are going to be what's triggering commodity markets now going forward. If, if, if traders believe the Fed is way behind the curve and our correlation certainly suggests they are, um, they're going to keep running these commodity prices up. And the reason for that is commodities just happen to be a really, really good diversifier against downward equity prices and downward bond prices. So if they think inflation is going to really go high and the Fed's going to really have to raise rate, you're probably going to look at equity prices going low, going down, and you're definitely going to see bond prices go up 
bond yields go higher. And so commodities are a really, really nice hedge against that. And so there's not only a buying interest in commodities because we've got some, you know, some stock situations, we've got a potential drought in the high plains again, we've got China buying everything that they can get their hands on. Uh, on top of that, now we've got an inflation problem that if the Fed really starts raising rates could affect equities, which will in turn drive more buying into commodities. So, so do you, what's your opinion on uh, what they'll do with rates? It sounds like hike them up. And uh, secondly, what do you think they're going, you know, it, it sounds like you also think uh, commodities uh, outside of fundamentals, just from a technical standpoint, might be bullish. So yes, the, the, the Fed is, they, they have to raise rates. We, we will be at, at, we should be at at least three quarters to 1% range. They, they, they move it in a range now. They, they started doing that after the credit crisis. So we should be somewhere at a minimum, I would say, between three quarter 1%. And frankly, I, I'm not so sure we shouldn't be above 1% by the end of next year. And that's probably just the start. Because I can't, I have a hard time believing moving uh, the funds rate from 0.12 basically to 0.75 is going to really change anybody's behavior very much. Uh, if we still have, for example, mortgage yields, you know, four percent, five percent, that's not going to deter anybody from continuing to bid up real estate and all that. I think the Fed's going to have to to make rates, you know, punitive at some point. We're, we're going to have to tackle it. And I don't see 1% being, you know, I mean, that is still highly, highly accommodative any way, you, any way you slice it. So we are going to have higher rates. The trajectory is probably going to, is much more likely to go higher than, than lower and probably longer than shorter. Now, as far as commodities go, I would say that, you know, the, the general driver is let's, let's go back to that analogy. If the if the market believes the Fed's behind the curve, they're going to keep buying commodities. That's going to keep you know bidding up commodities. Yeah. What happens to the dollar? That's going to be key. And if we're the only country raising interest rates, the dollar is going to get super super strong, and that will be that will press on commodity prices. But uh-huh. but that hardly ever happens. Usually, mm. usually you're going to have the other central banks. Uh, around the world, you know, the the Bank of England, the ECB, Bank of China, they're all they're they're not going to sit there and let. I mean, they probably would like to watch their currency be depleted, but they're going to be they're fighting the same kind of inflation problems we are. Sure. So they're going to be raising rates uh, right along with us, and so it's really a matter of it's kind of a battle: who's going to lead it, who's going to raise faster, uh, and and there's a downside if you strengthen your economy up. To you know, strengthen your dollar up too much, you start losing export sales, and uh, and again, you could be hurting GDP. So it's it's going to be a very interesting next few years on how the Fed tackles the inflation problem. And yeah. uh, and I plan on spending my my uh, allotted twenty minutes at our spring seminar talking exactly. Uh-huh. 
Hey, how about that plug, Mike? That's a really, why don't you tell everybody about our spring seminar? Spring seminar. Absolutely. We're having uh, our, this is an annual event. I'm kind of new, so I'm not exactly sure, but <laughs> annual event in, uh, in, uh, in April, April, what is it, Mike? April, what's the exact date it's on the it? It's the 27th. April Oak 27th, Brook, Oak Brook, Illinois, uh, which is very close to my house. So I don't even have to travel to get there. And uh, if you're not signed up, Mike, where can they sign up? Soon you'll be able to register at mckinney-favel.com. And uh, yes, so April 27th uh, in Oak Brook, Illinois at the uh, La Meridian. So uh, 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 we'll start uh, sending some promotional material out to everybody. So get uh, get ready. It's going to be a a great one-day event, jam-packed with great information. And Sean will be there. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, Sean, anything yeah. else before we let folks, uh, go off and enjoy their weekend? Nope. Nope. I was just going to say my, my 20 minutes, uh, of time at the spring seminar will be focused entirely on inflation. Uh-huh. And by, uh, by April, Mike, we should have at least, <laughs> we should have at least one rate hike under Excellent. our belt and maybe we'll have a better idea how the market's going to react, uh, going forward from there. So very much looking forward to that. Excellent. Well, uh, everybody out there, enjoy the NFL playoffs. I'll ask you one game, 49ers or Cowboys. I'm going to ask you that one. Uh, Even being from Texas, I have been a, what you might call a cowboy hater for a long time. And I'm not even think you're going to go for the Niners, huh? I'm I'm going (laughs) for the Niners because I cannot root for the Cowboys. Right, uh, it's right. just, I know it's a long, long, long drawn out story. I'm not going to bore people with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, everybody out there, I want everybody to live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute moment with your friends and family. Don't you dare take it for granted. And, uh, until next podcast, take care everybody. Bye now. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favell's IQ Ingredient Intelligence platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit mckinney-favell.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.